You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday to everybody at Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, July 31st, 2020, last day of the month. Going to paint the monthly charts today, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us, of course, on this fine Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, happy Friday. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Happy Friday to you, too. Lots uh, to go over, and... uh... What an exciting month! What an exciting year today! Yeah, that was one heck of a month that we are we're putting to bed today. Uh, if we could do that again in August, we will we'll be doing just fine. And we've had a lot of fun, obviously, this month. A little bit of a pullback this week, but that's fine. We haven't seen this kind of optimism and sustained movement in gold and silver for quite some time. If you're looking to invest right now, the best sellers at Sprott Money have been gold and silver, Canadian maples. They're beautiful. If you're looking for a bit of a price break, check out our random year silver maples online at SprottMoney.com. They got a little bit lower premium than the 2020s right now, and they're moving pretty quick. So check us out at SprottMoney.com. Of course, you can always call us as well at 888-861-0775. Those silver maples, uh, even on the paper markets, are up about 30% month to date eric it's been a heck of a month and a heck of a week what are your thoughts here as on this uh, july 31st yeah it's been great uh, i actually bought some silver maples uh, this last week and of course i bought lots of silver thousand ounce bars earlier on and it's just been remarkable watching what's going on with the precious metals um i'm still a little um questioning the whole financial market and what's going on here with stocks and bonds and threatening to have uh, negative interest rates. The whole COVID-19 thing is just almost a mystery to me now how uh, Sweden, who who never locked anybody down, uh, their death rate's almost uh, non-existent. Go figure. I don't know how they, they did that as successfully as they did. And yet we have many, many countries, including the U.S., where the cases keep rising so somebody seemed to know how to do it right and and uh, most of us did it wrong so that's uh, i think extending the, the economic weakness here it was horrible that we had another 1.4 million people claiming initial initial unemployment claims i mean mm-hmm. i just don't know how long this is going on here but it's it's not constructive uh i guess the only thing we we have going for us is that the fed basically <laughs> put out the uh whatever it takes sign and uh, it looks like they're going to just stand in there and do things and of course the treasury looks like they might stand in there and continue to do things so uh, they will use that to support the financial markets unfortunately in supporting the financial markets it's having a negative impact on the dollar which is uh, trading in the 92s now wow i think 92.82 was the last quote i saw this morning Um, it's come down pretty sharply here um, and I, I don't ascribe the dollar going down to uh, the strength in gold. I think it's more the whole manipulation thing, which we can get into in a moment. But uh, some people, of course, look at the dollar. And in fact, I think I said last week that the Forex guys, they, they a lot of them think of gold as a, as a Forex instrument. And as they're seeing the dollar go down, they're buying gold contracts. And the bond guys that are getting paid nothing, like half a percent or them, they're buying gold to give them diversification and some equity people who fear that uh, values are extended they're also buying gold so we have uh, a lot of constituents buying gold here and and i think we'll continue to buy it 
Yeah, and we should mention too, because that's kind of a generalist notion that gold only goes up if the dollar goes down. Uh, there's so much more going on there. The Fed announced this week that they're going to do whatever it takes, like you said. But, you know, a lot of folks are expecting maybe by this fall, they're going to put out a thing that says, well, we're going to keep interest rates extremely low and we're going to let inflation run hot, which means negative real rates are going to get deeper and deeper. And that's probably what's going to drive gold higher and higher. I'm sure you watch that, too. Well, that certainly seems to be playing out. I mean, the the tips keep rallying because uh, people think that uh, these are the inflation-protected U.S. government bonds. I think that inflation is going to rise here, and I think that's a very logical thing. We have such a disjointed economy that thinking out of whack in a hurry here, you know, with shortages of things and um, us not producing things as we're sitting at home. So whether it's uh, food or energy, uh, and let's face it, energy had a bit of a run here. So um, there's there's definitely uh, costs going up. I've some of the some of the restaurants when they open here in Toronto, I can't believe how much they've increased the prices of the meal. It's been shocking. Yeah, and a lot of people have these COVID uh, surcharges and things like that. So it's not getting any better for the average guy for sure. Yeah, and let you know, let's talk about physical demand too, Eric, because that goes up with price. You know, I don't know about you, but when we start putting a two on the on the gold price. That's really going to get a lot of attention. And if we get a toll hold up there, I think price could move up pretty quickly. You see what's going on in the COMEX. Can you address well, you know, what we've talked about every week, it seems, uh, the delivery yeah. issues on the COMEX, the, the ETFs, everybody's scrambling for physical metal. Yeah, it's been stunning. Uh, the silver ETF, I know yesterday they put on about 7 million ounces. I, I keep mentioning we just produced a little over 2 million a day. And most of that is supposed to go to industrial uses, not the ETS. So there's a squeeze going on there. Uh, we had the uh, August contract that expired, and first notice day was, was overnight. And there's 47,000 contracts standing, which is about 150 tons of gold. So and that's a record high that's standing for a month. Um, we've had... Um, Constant demand almost every day in COMEX uh, for increasing the uh, amount demanded for delivery day by day by day. So, for example, yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday, that day, there was only one day left in trading, and somebody came in about 823 contracts of gold. Yeah. You know, that's 82, that's like two and a half tons for immediate delivery. Like, it's just crazy the the demand for the physical product here a lot of people might wonder well how is it that we have this massive volatility in gold and silver on the comex uh yet there's this consistent underlying demand and i would try to explain it this way i think that the commercials who are short gold and silver I'll, i'll focus on silver more than anything else and they're short like 900 million ounces of silver they can, on an intraday basis, cause prices to go down quickly. We saw it earlier this week in silver where it fell about uh, 250 or $3 even in about a four-hour period. And you keep wondering, well, what is that all about? And it's what I think it honestly is, is these people are short. And the, the big picture in shorting is this. Silver, in my mind, has been manipulated for a long time, decades mm-hmm. Yep. Decade. And it's always the same guy selling, commercial banks selling. 
same commercial banks selling all the time. And then finally, these commercial banks realize, oh, they're asking us for delivery. What are we going to do here? And, of course, if you can imagine that one uh, segment of the financial business was was shorting a commodity, and now that segment has to become the buyer, who's the seller? There never was a seller of that kind of quantity. So now they're short 900 million ounces. Nobody's got 900 million ounces to sell. So they're going to have to buy it back. So what they do intraday, because a lot of people put in stop losses on on a commodity trade, they run the stops. So they drive it down $2. Lots of people have stop losses after a dollar or maybe after a dollar fifty. And meanwhile, they pick them up. But even with that, the open interest is hardly declining. In fact, it's gone up almost every day. I think maybe one day in the last 10, it's gone down. So these guys, in my mind, are hung. Uh, we see the uh, SLV buying, the ETF buying. We see the constant every day. Somebody wants to buy more silver, more gold on the COMEX. The, uh, the, the Chinese have, 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 will no longer let their citizens buy gold coins because they were afraid they were going to rush in and drive the price higher. That was just something that came out a couple of days ago. And, of course, I'm thinking, well, yeah, maybe they're letting – they're stopping their citizens from buying it because they want to buy it. And between the two of them, they could drive it crazy. Right. And it's already being it's already being driven crazy. But the whole physical story and the reason we got here, which is well explained by GATA and other commentators – but Gata is the one who really has been in front of this. And Ted Butler, Ted Butler's been all over it. Um, th- that's the, really the big story that we, the manipulation's over. The guys are hung out to dry here. And as I, I honestly think that silver could be at $50 very, very soon. Yeah. Like literally in two or three months, that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll stand by and see. Wouldn't be unprecedented. And again, I again, you see gold move very quickly once it gets a two on it. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. And and we should mention, uh, at a time like this, it's good to remember GATA. And for those folks out there that are maybe new to these podcasts or haven't followed the sector much before, the Gold Antitrust Action Committee, run by Bill Murphy, Chris Powell, they've been at it now for, geez, Eric, what, 25 years? Long time, 20 yeah. years, over 20 years, yeah. Please go to their site, uh, GATA, G-A-T-A dot org, and uh, you can find all the information there and support them in their efforts. They've been, a, they've been fighting the fight for a long time, and they deserve our respect and support. Uh, Eric, before we get to some of the specific shares, uh, just in general, we're getting into earnings season. We had a, com- a couple of companies report, but the next two weeks are going to be very busy. Uh, are there some things folks should watch? Uh, do you just kind of watch the, the, the big ETFs to see how the shares in general are moving? Or what will we have your eye on in terms of earnings releases these next couple of weeks? Sure. Well, I do try to look at all the earnings releases. Now, they're coming out in a torrent, and it's hard to look at them all. There's been a couple of reports today that I haven't had a chance to look at. But uh, Nico reported yesterday uh, pretty good numbers. But still, it's trading at about 50 times earnings. Uh, Kirkland reported... Uh, they reported, and the, the earnings that you look at is what's called adjusted earnings per share, not the gap reported earnings per share, because it's the adjusted that is what uh, the analysts would use. 
Uh, in the case of Kirkland, they reported, I think it was 79 cents of adjusted earnings for the quarter. Let's just make it 80. It's three, kind of 320 annualized. And uh, then you also look at the average price received in the quarter. They received $1,716. So we're more than 250 higher than that already. It's easy for anyone to multiply the 250 times the uh, bill, um, uh, million and a half ounces that Kirkland is producing to see what the change going forward in earnings should be. And it, it, it adds up to around an extra dollar a share. So I'm pretty certain that we'll be looking at $4 next year other things are remaining the same right but right our, of course our own view is they won't remain the same that the price of of uh, gold will go higher here kinross reported a, a decent quarter it's, i think it's only trading at 20 times earnings uh there's a couple other ones although i think uh new i think newmont reported as well i'm trying to remember what the earnings number was but it's uh and i think it was trading around 40 times earnings something like that so there's there's some that are going to look very inexpensive. Um, uh, we've mentioned them before, things like uh, Jaguar, Grand Columbia. Uh, I think Carrara will look cheap on earnings. There'll be many. All all the smaller companies will look incredibly inexpensive on an earnings basis. And of course, they all have more things to come because the price of gold and or silver has gone up. Yeah, you, you know, and, and Eric, you, we might just mention again for folks because you've talked about this several times in the last few months. As price goes up. You're shifting your focus as to the type of company that you want to own. You know, we had some people write in this week say, Eric, keep selling Kirkland Lake. Does he not like it anymore? And you've explained that in the past, why you're shifting your focus. You had a great example last week with, I think it was Discovery Metals, with a billion ounces of silver or whatever. And you could easily look at it and say, well, silver goes up $3. That's $3 billion. Um, can you explain? I mean, that's a real basic example. But can you explain that again for folks, how you, you know sure. you're shifting your focus? Well, of course, I'm a speculator, okay? And I, I'm, I, I take risks, but I take what I consider very, very measured risks. Like lots of people would have figured I was an idiot to buy Jaguar when it was eight and a half cents a year or so ago. Well, I figured, hey, the price of gold goes up. These guys produce, uh, whatever, 80,000 ounces. There could be a big change in the earnings outlook for this company. And they've gone from, for example, making nothing, in fact, losing, making what looks like about uh, I don't know, 60, 70 million dollars a year. That's before the recent increase, increase yeah. in the price of gold. So, you know, the, the stock goes from, I don't know what the market cap was back then, but it's probably 25 million. It's gone to, to uh, over 400 million, I think. Well, that's, there's a lot of torque and things like that where you can kind of see something happening ahead of time or imagine it happening. I, mean, I guess imagine is the better word. You never know that it does happen. But if, if you imagine that gold's going to go higher, and I mean, I have not really focused as much on where I think the gold price is going as I focused on the silver price. Because I think there's more torque in the silver price. And I, it's one of my favorite things. I'd much rather go to where the return is outsized. So the things that are outsized is people have big ore reserves. They benefit more by the price going up than the guy with not so big ore reserves. Um, guys that used to have high-cost mining operations benefit more than a guy with a low-cost mining operation because the price change causes his earnings to increase many-fold. So that's what I tend to look at, something where the earnings can change dramatically or the valuation in the ground can change dramatically. And, of course, 
I lean to silver because I see more dramatic increase in the price of silver than I do in gold. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Again, I want to thank everybody for writing in this week. We're always happy to take uh, suggestions and questions. You can send them to us at an email address, the word submissions, submissions at sproutmoney.com. So many to go through this week. We tried to look at all of them, and I know Eric's got a few he can pick off. Um, Eric, before we get to that, anything else you want to discuss? I know maybe, those again, those great drill results and earnings at Kirkland Lake. Anything sure. else on your mind? Well, one other thing. I think you had a question some listener asked about uh, market cap yes. uh, versus price. And a lot of novice investors look at the price of one versus the price of another without realizing they have totally different capitalization. One guy might have 100 million shares outstanding. Another guy has 500 million shares outstanding. You have to multiply the price times the shares outstanding to see what the company is being valued at. And I know every time I start looking at a company, the first thing I say is, what is the market capitalization? Oh, it's a hundred million. Okay, once I know it's a hundred million, I could put it in reference. Well, you know, if the guy's producing a hundred thousand uh, ounces, and his market cap's a hundred million, well, I already think in my mind, well, it should be trading at five hundred million right off the bat. Or if it's trading at five hundred million and the guy's got fifty thousand ounces of production, I said, well, that's that's not cheap in my mind. And that's the you always have to work with uh, market cap in order to. Uh, determine the appropriate valuation. Okay, so we got uh, some stock to talk about. I talked about the Kirkland Lake earnings. Kirkland Lake had some thrilling. Now, here's an interesting. They came out with a hole down in the Swan Zone. It was 976 grams over 7.4 meters. Now, folks, normally if you had 9 grams over 7.4 meters, it would be considered good. This is 976. It's 100 times better. Hmm. 100 times. Now, it's in the swan zone. It's, it's just increasing the size of the zone. They haven't found a new swan yet, uh, but they've also announced that they had drill results at Robbins Hill, at uh, Harrier, and Signet, and a few other places, some of which are giving you a sense that they could find another swan, but they haven't found another swan yet. But the stock's, I think, probably going to hit a new record high here today, so it's done very well. Uh, I got to mention Tudor, who brought us some drill results. Now they had a drill hole that was uh, what do we got? One point one point one six grams over. I think it was nine hundred eighty three meters. Now nine hundred eighty three meters is a is a long long distance. Yeah. Um, it, I, like the the last hole was seven point seven point four meters. Uh, this one is nine hundred eighty three. Okay, so it was a stunning. Hole. They also did a 150 meter step out where they hit a, a, a zone that they hit the previous year below two other zones and they doubled in size from 223 meters to 500 meters, uh, just under a gram uh, per ton. Uh, but it looks like that ore body. I mean, I don't have any trouble coming up with 20, 25 million ounces today. Wow. And then we're, we're still stepping out here, and each step out could add potentially 15 to 20 percent to that total and and that's presumed we don't get even further depth and it, they haven't found either the uh, they haven't found the bottom they haven't found the strike length yet and i don't think they've necessarily defined the width so it's kind of a wide open uh, project and they got other uh structures on the same property that might have 
the same sort of things as the gold storm zone, which is what I was just referring to. So this could get very, very big stocks acted well. Uh, a company called Teuton has 20% of it as well. I bought a piece of that this week. Uh, I still like Teuton in a value perspective. It's it's better value than Tudor, but they're both Tudor is incredibly cheap. But in my mind, Teuton is the cheapest. Uh, I bought into another uh, play over in uh, Mongolia of all places. And I normally don't invest much outside of uh, Canada, uh, but I bought a company called Erdine, and I didn't really buy it for these 60-odd thousand ounces that they're supposed to start producing in about a year. I bought it for the exploration upside. As it turns out, Mongolia has been a a great place to find gold. The oil toll guy deposit has 60 million ounces in it. Sent terrors over there with a, with a, with a mining operation. There's been some, lots of gold found in Mongolia. You always take the risk of it. It's a country that you don't well understand. Um, but they, they just had an election where they, they brought the government back in that seems to be acceptable to uh, gold mining. So I, I like the prospectivity of uh, Erdine finding significant things in uh, Mongolia. Hmm. I'll, men- I'll mention core mining again. Uh, they announced some results from their property in BC. They have a, a two properties that one is on the north side of Spanish Mountain and one's on the south side of Spanish Mountain, uh, which is another company we'll talk about. And they think they've got something like 80 to 100 kilometers of strike there. It's in the Caribou region of British Columbia. Uh, they had the drill result out where they had uh, 10 grams of uh, over, I think it was 11 meters in some drill holes on one of their property there. But they have uh, what hopefully looks like a district kind of play here. And, and they also have a district play down in California. So it's it's one where, you know, it's a bit of a dice roll, but uh, uh, it looks like it could come up um, pretty interesting for us. Uh, two other ones I'll talk about, and these are both uh, companies that had large resources that were very cheap. The first one is Spanish Mountain back in, I think, 2011, they mentioned they had 10 million ounces of low-grade gold, uh, but that 10 million ounces is coming back on the playing field here. Uh, I'm not even sure what the market cap is today. I think it's around 120 million, but you're not paying a lot uh, for those ounces. And and I just got involved in the funding, and uh, they'll be putting that money in the ground to hopefully expand that 10 million ounces. Um, Free Gold Ventures announced that they have drilled uh, four holes, but they don't have any uh, assay results. Um, as I've mentioned before, if some of those holes start hitting what they hit in the, the first hole that they got a full assay on, it it could get big, big, big in a hurry. So that's essentially what uh, is on my mind this week. Man, I tell you what, it is an exciting time to be in the sector, no doubt about that. I'm watching... Prices, as we've been discussing things this morning, they've come down a little bit, but silver's still up about a dollar on the week, and gold's up about $70 on the week, and that's not too shabby. And again, remind everybody that this is the last day of the month, and those monthly charts are important. And so if you want to take some time this weekend, pull up a monthly chart, especially on spot gold, (laughs) and you'll see... um, 
you'll see that maybe we're on to something here. Eric, anything else you want to cover before we wrap up? Well, just one last thought. Uh, you know that the uh, the OTC markets in Europe, uh, the month ends today at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Yep. And I only say that because these guys like running the prices down for when when the thing ends. I think everything's valued at whatever the closing price is at 10 o'clock. That 10, o'clock 10 o'clock New York time. Yep. At New York time, yeah. So, of course... They'll try to get it down to a very low price for that time. So, yeah, we might see a little bit of weakness here as we're seeing right now as we're recording this. And maybe through the 10 o'clock, it'll be interesting to see what happens after 10 o'clock. Because, you know, somebody might be manipulating the price. That's right. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. It is the last day of the month. The uh, options that are priced and valued on the OTC in London are based off and priced off of that final uh, after PM fix in London, which is four o'clock, I'm sorry, three o'clock London time, 10 o'clock Eastern. That's about a half hour from now. So you know what, for everybody listening to us today, uh, let's just see what happens to prices. Once we get past 10 o'clock Eastern, maybe things will pick up a little bit. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. yeah put in your buy order at nine fifty nine. Yeah, exactly. That's not, that's usually a pretty good strategy. That's for sure. Well, all right, my friend. I appreciate all your time. Uh, I think we've covered about everything, but I want to double check one more time, make sure we didn't miss anything. I think we got it all. Look, looks could be a great week here. Yeah, and we've got it all at Sprott Money. How do you like that? Like that segue, Eric? Hey, uh, if you, again, if you're looking to invest in the precious metals, and if you want to buy in size and you're thinking, I need a place to store it, Sprott Money is the place to do it. Again, we've got great prices on uh, gold and silver Canadian maple leaf coins, which are just beautiful if you've never held one. Check us out, SprottMoney.com, or of course, call us, 888-861-0775. Eric, again, great week. We'll see what the month of August holds. I hope you have a great weekend. All the best to you too, and our listeners. And from all of us at SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 